This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Today we're talking about fatherhood. I think there's some great nuggets in here, whether you're a veteran father, one to be, or you know you just want to tap into some extra tips on lifestyle management and making the most out of your family and relationships. Being a parent isn't necessarily like super hard, but being a good parent is hard. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. Welcome back to the manhood experiment it's your boy jay dragon with big dreams in the house what's good what's good with a hoodie the daddy duo is here <laughs> hey i know it's been a while i know it's been a while but for real we got a fun announcement today like i said daddy duo part of the leo trio in the house today we're talking about fatherhood i think there's some great nuggets in here whether you're a veteran father one to be or you know, you just want to tap into some extra tips on lifestyle management and making the most out of your family and relationships. So we're talking about managing time and energy. And something I want to start with here is being a parent isn't necessarily like super hard, but being a good parent mm. is hard. Being a good parent, taking care of your mind and body, that takes new habits and adjustments. And that's what we're going to talk about today some fun things about what we wish we knew before what we're continuing to learn in the evolution of fatherhood. But before we get into it, let's let's play a little game of catch up. Big dreams. What's happening? Man, what's happening? What's good? What's happening in your life? What's happening? Oh man, life is good, man. Like you said, we're talking about fatherhood. We're talking about family and balancing it all. And that's that's literally right up my alley. Every day that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Finally diving knee deep in the career, getting back to a flow after, you know, mm-hmm. nine months of going through this transition time with the newborn, being able to finally kind of lock back into that pro level, not that level of excellence that you're used to with like your full energy again, right? Mm-hmm. I got recently on the music side, I've been offered an opportunity to feature a segment on our local news station, uh, CBS 8. San Diego. Mm. So that drops on Friday the 20th. I'll be on TV. We'll do an interview. I have a performance going on. I got my band and DJ ready. So I'm excited doing some practicing this week. Yeah, 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 yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. And another big thing, we discovered Folly on a manhood experiment. So we officially got Folly. So I'm excited. I got to ask, too. how how did that, how'd you go about getting that book? Is that part of the hustle, part of the game plan just to spread the word? Um, definitely, yeah. definitely part of just being active in the local community, continuing to meet mm-hmm. others that have similar goals, like goals, 
and letting people know what you do, putting yourself out there is very, very important. I know I don't post as much as I should or could, but right. the moves that I'm making, you know, in a physical realm, reality, those are the things that are really making a lot of the things happen on the mm-hmm. back end to where when I put myself out there in the market and everything, the mm-hmm. plan is out there. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for it, man. I know this crew is going to tear oh, it up. They're going to do their thing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Blaze oh, the man. stage. Oh, man. <laughs> so what That's about cool. you? Jay Dragon in the house, brother. How you been? How you doing? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, life's been moving quick. Talking about fatherhood, little baby girls, one years old right now. We've been trying to travel with her more. I've certainly been bouncing all over the place. Took it on one of the first longer road trips, one of our first longer hikes recently up in Charlotte area, up in the the Blue Ridge Mountains, watching the colors change into this next season that we're in. Hosting a challenge, just as we talk about experimentation and challenges, I got a 40-person challenge I'm hosting right now. And I've, I've learned some things about it. Every time I host a challenge, helping people get whether it's mindset tips to to health tips i get to learn more about myself more about the behavioral side of things and it's been really fun and so my current challenges i'm hosting for myself or putting myself through is i got this daily mobility app that i'm doing to work on my mobility and pliability and it's it can be hard to justify and add that in but i'm really enjoying the payoff of just feeling more loose and less like back pain from Mm. sitting and traveling I got another cool challenge of trying to knock out one book summary a day. In addition to trying to read some books, this app Headspace that popped up on social media. I saw and that. I yeah. fell for it. And it's, I love these little summaries, like little bite-sized tips that you can re-listen to. But they're like, you can apply the big ideas from a book right away. So I've been really loving that. I might have to tap into that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think it's worth trying out even if it's just for a month or whatever, and then you get kind of stuck <laughs> into it. But it's, it's, it's for the positive. It's like a cup of coffee for the brain and motivation. But yeah, some observations from the challenge I thought was cool is the power of these consistent mm-hmm. habits. So I have people track their habits and I get a little habit tracker to basically enhance the accountability. And right now, one of the challenges was getting in two cups of fruits and vegetables today, preferably vegetables. And the idea behind that is crowding out the unproductive things and crowding in, which I think can be applied to a lot of things in life. But we do the same thing with the general protein goal. And it's been fun to hear the struggles that people have with this, but the observations and how people are feeling more satisfied, satiated. And that goes along with this whole idea. I think we're going to tie this in today is a new normal, trying new things, new habits. That's something that we're obviously really big here on. It's part of growth. It's part of neuroplasticity, getting our brains to just grow and stay young and that's been fun throughout this challenge of like you think that a lot of people get the idea when it comes to health or eating a certain way and it's been fun to challenge people's beliefs with they don't think they like certain types of food Mm -hmm. and just for people to try things like new recipes to realize that that's just a new way to have a new normal in life and just open up your horizons and when you do that I think there's just more joy that you get to experience and share in life and so I thought that was a cool thing that stood out And then last little update was this idea. You know, I had written this down a while ago. I think I made a post, a social media, Instagram post, probably like five, six years ago on this idea of 5149. But I think I got the idea actually through a book recently through this headspace. And so 5149 is this idea of putting out more effort than what you expect, like putting out more, giving more, being a bigger giver, like Mm. with the universe. If we put out more, the, balance. the law of the universe reciprocates yeah. and it comes back. 
and there's something that whether it's relationships or just general exchanges that you have with people, if you just go about that way and you live that lifestyle, I've just been really putting this to the test. Life just whether that exchange comes back from somebody else or a different part of the universe or whatever, but putting that positivity out there, it comes it back comes around. Back. And this has been really helpful in a time where I've had trouble, like at times being too defensive and overworking mm. myself. Just remembering this has been fun. True, true. It's key. Yep. And that, that yeah, narrative. That's kind of uh-huh. like on my last episode we were talking about, just like, you know, volunteering, finding your give back. Mm. You know, I don't want to go too mm-hmm. deep in it, but definitely go check out that episode. One of those small nuggets was just how to manage your time. We always say we don't have enough time to give back. We don't have enough time. How important it is to make time to put yourself in a place to give because the impact that you have in somebody else's life is going to have just as much of an impact to you, if not bigger, once you really understand the endorphins, the positive energy that comes from giving, how you feel after, how confident of a person it makes you, how it changes your mindset, gives you perspective. And, you know, check that episode out. Got a lot of nuggets for you, a lot of pieces to kind of help you dive into that. But, 100% 100% with you, Jay. 100% Oh, with I love you. it. Yeah. New heights, new levels, raising the vibration. <laughs> and so within that new heights, new levels, let's talk about, let's get into what we came here to discuss today. I got some cool notes, got a couple studies to reference. But the big idea is making the most out of our time and energy and this beautiful experience that you're blessed to have as a father that I certainly can take a tremendous amount of pride in it. So I want to talk about why it's important that we're Mm -hmm. present, that we are taking care of ourselves. And let's just touch on some of the obvious challenges that come with new fatherhood. So I think some people can imagine, but like when you step into this, whether it happens to you, (laughs) you plan it, the timing, whatever, you have to rise to the occasion. And so with those challenges, something that you are just out of this fresh stage again is sleep Mm. deprivation. You know, the sleepless nights, how it impacts your physical health, your patience, your willpower, your mental health. And, and even how you're able to show up and play your role in your relationship. That's a big one. We got the balance of work you know, and fatherhood. We're going to touch on that a little bit today. But you now have a bigger priority, a bigger mm. why. Your back's against the wall. There's no backing down now. And you have to learn to, and I, I see this, this can happen. I know there's different seasons in life, but people can justify working more because it feels productive. Sure. And so we have to have that awareness of are we still showing up and providing the love, the support, the emotional support and all that that we can. The balance. Yep. Yeah. I like that topic. Which part do you want to hit on first? The career balance piece or you want to touch on more experiencing this new norm, the transition of it? I think let's start out with the new norm because I think we can really get into the balance of fatherhood, financial stresses, those different things that come in that we have to learn how to compartmentalize different areas in life and learn how to get off the bench. Just navigate it. And really play in the arena. So you've been through this multiple times. I'll say you're (laughs) a relatively younger father, but you're in the mix. And so I've been looking forward to have this conversation to say, like, how do you manage to show up with high energy, live as a selfless person, still living your bliss in the sense of your music craft, Mm. you know, all your passions that way. So- Obviously, I think you play at a higher than average level, which I don't think any of us are trying to be average, but like share a little bit about your approach to that, maybe the difference in expectations and how you're managing it. How we're managing it. Oh man, from my perspective, inside out, 
I feel like a wild man. <laughs> like I'm here, there, everywhere. I know maybe from the outside in, it's like I'm a duck on water. But if you look below that, you look below the surface, my feet just going crazy. Just patting, just, yeah. just kicking crazy. Just trying to yep. stay afloat, you know? <laughs> yep. And that's the best way I can describe this experience. Uh, it's definitely very much perspective because when you're in it, you have moments where it feels chaotic. You have moments where it feels serene, where it's, there's peace. Some things I've been doing to balance it all, it's just trying to refocus, trying to make sure that I'm giving this 60% to my family mm-hmm. with the understanding, not the desire, but the understanding that if I put that into them, I'll receive it in return during the times I need it most. You know, yep. I'll get that smile, that hug, that love, that that joke, just that little one piece of my daughter grabbing my leg when I walk in the house and I'm coming in after a 45-minute commute in traffic of crazy people that I love y'all, San Diego, but the traffic is crazy. (laughs) I know it. And getting through that two hours of every day, traveling to work, traveling home, and have that piece of family because you took time on the weekends where you could have just been doing your own thing solely to put some time into them. So mm-hmm. when you get home, there's dinner for you. There's a hug. Mm-hmm. There's love. There's warmth. Hey, I know you like this music. Let me play this music when you get in. It just gives you just a little bit of effort to transition. Some things that we've done as well, just setting boundaries on time. So me and my mm-hmm. wife communicate about what the expectation is as soon as I come in the house what does this look like for her? What is this going to be like for me? Because I don't want to come to a house and I see clothes all over the sofas and everything. Mm. I'm like, this is not home. This don't feel home. Mm. This don't feel like a welcome home. You know, so explaining that to her and articulating that the best way I can to where I'm coming in and it smells like fall pumpkin scented candles. I'm like, oh, this is warm. This feels like home. My yeah. daughter's running up, daddy, grabbing my leg. That's peace, you know, yeah. for at least this transition this 30 minutes so I can transition home and turn that switch off, right? From helping yeah. everybody else today. All right. Now uh, I'm receiving the love. So that's a big help. Oh, I want to touch on a couple of things there. So a couple of the areas I want to dive deeper on is this idea when you do come home, realizing that no matter what's going on in your world, you deserve, your family deserves you to show your best. Like just because you had mm. a two out of 10 day with stress or whatever, when you come home, your family deserves that 9 out of 10, that 10 out of 10. Yeah. And it's like, I think to be able to have that presence and that awareness that when you walk in, and I've heard people use this example of before you walk in your house, just ask yourself, how am I going to show up? You know, we can't have an episode without talking about the fundamentals and taking inventory. Mm-hmm. But like, if that moment, if you can just walk in and think, am I bringing these distractions in my head or everything else? Or am I showing up? with that love, with that presence. Oh, let me touch on that real quick, Jay. Just exactly what you said. I think a big piece of that, after getting into the traffic, I sit in my driveway, maybe about a minute or two, Mm. just kind of meditate, reflect. If I got notes that's been kind of just floating through my brain, I put them in my phone. That way I can get them out Mm. somewhere. So when I Mm. get home, I'm present. We have a rule with me and my wife. If I'm coming in the house, we know I don't come in the house on my phone. Because Ooh, I like it. Genesis is looking to give me a hug. She's looking to communicate with me. Mm. I might need to communicate with my wife based on something that happened in transition. And I can't do that if I'm on the phone. So it comes mm. off very dismissive to my family. 
So understanding how, like you said, how my energy translates when I walk in the house, how can I make sure I come in 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10? And big piece, like I said, if I'm sitting in my car, don't run up to the car. <laughs> you know, let me sit, have my peace time for a moment. And I will meet y'all in the house. I'll meet you he in the been, garage. We hang in the garage. Been a, Daddy's been in the driveway for two hours. <laughs> I was like, give me, give me five minutes to sit and process this 45 minutes of traffic I just experienced. Yeah. And then I can come oh, in man. and give y'all a better me. <laughs> man, I take something from that big time. I think that's hot because it's one thing to talk about like, oh, it's a good idea to do. But to have a tactic that you do that you implement is really what makes that big difference there. So I think that is huge. I really like, thank you for sharing that. And then, like you said, I think the expectation with your partner and what you feel, what makes home feel like I've made the mistake mm-hmm. of kind of having these expectations that wifey knows what I'm thinking, knows what I'm feeling <laughs> and should just know. But like with these new responsibilities, you know, it's easy for one person to be burned out. Even when mm-hmm. I, now we're both, we're at home even though you know I work from home, I travel a bit, but she's there with the baby all day, which it's a full-time job because it's that hyper-awareness. It's like, I've told people, I explain it as like, if you go for, if you drive six hours, let's say you do a long road trip, like, yeah, you were just sitting in a car, but you're mentally tired because you're hyper-aware. Truth. And so I think it is really good to make sure that you guys are, are making sure that your needs are being met, which is such an understatement. And that like the home is the way that it feels like. And, and there is a level of if there are expectations, you know, are these standards, who's going to play this role in yeah. creating this home type of environment? That's something that we've had a lot of challenge with. I think that's been one of the biggest challenges the first year is, is mm-hmm. seeing eye to eye with all those responsibilities and where I've picked up more and taken on more. No, that's real. Who's picking up this transition? And when do those things change? At what stage of life does that change? Or is that the new normal? You know, what is what are you going to allow the new normal to be? That's No, very true. I'll say like the first four months was helpful because I know I had paternity leave in California. That Like in the East Coast, I don't that's even cool. think that's something that people even know about, nor does it, Mm-mm. you know, exist. You tell... Yep. You tell your job, you're like, hey, man, I'm having a baby. Okay, good job. I see you next week. <laughs> but yep. thank God in Cali, they had this thing called paternity leave. So it allowed me to have this time to build some some habits, to put some structure in place. And I think that's very key. So anybody who is having a little one, and you know, I would definitely suggest you take some time off for yourself. If you got some vacation mm-hmm. time, that would be the ideal time to use it because it's going to make things easier later on when you're able to take time to communicate and truly be able to observe what's making things more difficult, what's going to help be a solution, a long-term solution as far as how we make this easier. Who's doing bath time as you get older? Like who's taking care of that? Who's cooking while bath time is going on? Mm -hmm. Who's going to, you know, finding out your strategy and doing that every time, like between six to eight, that is transition time for my household, right? So I'm not taking calls during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's strictly focused. It's either somebody's meal prepping or either getting the kiddos ready for night, or, you know, the sleep time, night, night. <laughs> you want to go night, night? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Getting the kiddos ready for bed. Like I'm transitioning from the house. So that is the Wesley transition time. Phones are off. We're locked in. We're getting things done. That way at eight o'clock, me and my wife, we can chill. Uh, we can sit down yeah. and chill. Not we can shit. 
chit chat, <laughs> but we can sit down and connect, watch, and connect. Yeah. You know, if we want to watch a movie, Netflix, and chill, that we have that time to keep our energy right too. You know, after yeah. we've just given the kids story time, bath time, and I consider that the play time. So during bath time, I'm not yeah. just sitting my kid in the tub. I'm going to interact with her because that may be the only play time she gets from me for yeah. that day. And I notice yeah. how when I'm not that way, and when I miss one of those opportunities to interact with her, read her a story at night, do the things that she expects, she's having a harder day at daycare. Then I have to use more energy to address that and correct that action. And really yeah. looking how, you know, they say leaders find ways to be accountable for things. Where I'm like, well, how could I have been responsible for her actions today? If there's anything that yep. I've done that's changed to make her want to act out like she needs more attention. Mm. So like all mm. finding and really diving deep to find out how these things connect is trying to help me make uh, better decisions and understand how impactful every little moment I spend with her is, you know? Mm. That's big. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, the being present, you can't state that enough for whether it's your relationship with your wife, but especially your kids because they're constantly learning from every little moment and they're forming memories on how you react if you're encouraging them if you're helping them if you're just they're constantly looking up at you True. you know and they want to <laughs> they want to know and you have to show them that you care there's you can't explain to them that you're busy that isn't busy what's that <laughs> yeah and the other thing that it's just real and i think that the challenges of the relationship and how the dynamic of the relationship changes hmm. from going through that first childhood and the birth of a child. And the statistics are pretty wild. Like it's something like 20%. So that's one in five couples that married end up splitting up or having very serious troubles mm. within the first year of a child. That's how much stress comes into your life I because of that. these new dynamics. And that's no joke. So, I mean, just think about that one out of five. And let me add another stat to that too. Yeah. To go along with that stat before you transition to that, I found this statistics or I just found some information basically saying the average amount of sleep an adult parent gets mm -hmm. compared to when you know you were young, you get full eight hours. So for mm -hmm. new parents, they'll get probably about just over four hours of sleep for mm -hmm. the first, you know, year of that baby's life. Yeah. So you're you're running yeah. in a place where you're even less patient. But go back to where you were lining up. I just wanted to add that to compound with what you're about to say. No, it's a really big part of it because when we are sleep deprived, we're not getting that full recovery. We are not our best versions of ourselves. And I think mm. let's just break that down into we don't have as much patience. We don't have as much willpower. We don't have as much like our empathy and emotional intelligence is not working on high of a level because Ooh. we're tested. And so you are going to be typically you'll have a shorter fuse, which those of you who are in parenthood can probably you're not proud of it but there's moments where it's just like you can be a little snappy or whether it's mama bear you know <laughs> getting mad because things weren't done the right way and maybe you don't take those things always the best and so yeah part of the recovery thing is really important let's just assume that maybe that is an average maybe yours is a little bit higher but let's say it is four hours what that means is when you have that time and the baby goes down you do need to capitalize on rejuvenating and reviving yourself. And it doesn't always necessarily mean that you're going to add that two hours, three hours of sleep or go take a nap in the middle of the day. But if you have the option and it's eight o'clock, the baby's down, 
and you want to stay up and watch the show on Netflix and chill, that's when you have to weigh out. Like, is it really worth it or do I need that sleep and that, that rejuvenation? And then there's times where like our brain wants kind of some junk food or, or entertainment <laughs> to turn the brain off. But that's where we really have to challenge ourselves and, and say like, well, how am I going to feel? And we know it because you know, when you have kids, for those of you who don't have kids, I don't know how interested people are, but like you don't get to choose what time you wake up in the morning. Like, you know, there's no sleeping in like anymore. So it's like, if you want to stay yeah. up and watch this new movie, go ahead. But you've now borrowed and taken a loan out of your, your sleep and you're going to pay Very it true. back. You're going to pay it back at some point in the day. You're going to yeah. have to get that effort. You're going to be yawning in front of your yep. clients. You're going to be yawning in front of the computer, trying to stay focused yep. and trying to figure out why is it taking you longer to get things done? Using yep. more energy in return because you gave yep. up a couple of hours for Netflix that night. I've been there. Yep. I've been there. Yeah. Sometimes I roughed it out, you know, like, yep. man, we're going to spend this time tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you make your decisions. Exactly. And I think that, or there's times where you can use that time to connect and make sure the relationship is good. You're right. making those reviews. And that's really going to impact the whole home environment. And so I want to talk about just some tips. So for me, working with so many parents over the years with nutrition habits and now knowing how to balance and how I can relate more. If you're sleep deprived and you're not managing your energy, you're just going to not set yourself up for the likelihood of having other positive habits. And so that's where here's some tips. I say, if you got a kid coming, you can expect that that arguably six months to a year after for that next child is going to be a challenge. That's where you want to do your best thing to get in shape prior the best that you can because it's a lot easier yeah. to maintain. And so the ideas of embracing and learning how to cook better because it's easy when you're tired. If you don't have a game plan, you're going to end up snacking on whatever is around, whether it's kid food or just easy, quick things to throw together. So make it a habit of tools to make the food thing easier with tools like the air fryer or food prep making that a habit early on yeah. to get the family involved, playing music, good energy all around that. And then fit snacking. I've talked about this as a tip is just for people's lives in general. But as a parent, you're not going to be able to just like the days of me going to the gym for an hour and a half are long gone. <laughs> you know, it's now it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store and stop by the gym for 30, 40 minutes or whatever the case is, or go in the backyard or the garage or whatever and try to get a, a quick workout. Yeah. So my theory with this is like you learn how to be more efficient and remember that something is better than nothing. And even if it's three times a week or four times a week, try to get in these 10, 15 minute workouts. I have this whole fit snacking workout guide <laughs> that you just need to learn how to be more efficient with that. And then also remember that that is manufacturing. We're an energy plant and yeah. that is manufacturing our energy. And although you're not always going to feel like doing that, we have to teach ourselves what we're capable for as, as far as using energy. Yeah, no, I agree. One thing we did, I'm... Um, not like 90% doing this all the time, but one thing that we definitely did that was helpful, we went to, you know, Target and switched our snacks out. We went down to the aisle where they got mm -hmm. all like the little nuts and the dehydrated fruit and just tried to, you know, switch the things that we were using to kind of fill our little appetite in the middle of things. When we're having that eight o'clock chill, it's just me and wifey time. What are we eating during that time? You know? Yeah. It makes a difference. And every now and then you treat yourself like, okay, you gotta let's grab cheesecake. That way we could take this home and when the kids go to sleep, we could look forward to that. And, you know, having little things to look forward to is always nice as well. But overall, you know, we cleared it out. We got a lot of fruit in the fridge now. 
to where, you know, we had a lot of Doritos. I haven't seen a bag of Doritos in my house in probably the last month or two. Tostillas, they they pop up in there. We just had a barbecue, but yeah. it went fast. <laughs> I wasn't the only one snacking. So just things like that to try to balance it out. Find your balance. Not saying you got to completely throw away everything that you love, but if you understand just how you feel, like Jay said, after you eat these things, it makes a difference on your energy. Protect your energy. Yep. Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. I think some other tips, no matter what stage this is, is making a habit of being active. It's so easy to fall into the state. And I've had friends who parents do like, you can think, like, oh, it's such a production to pack up the kids and go and do things, go for a walk, or get them in the stroller, like going out and about. But you have to continue to do that. As humans, we were meant mm-hmm. to travel and forage and move around. And so you want to make that habit early on, I believe, as far as going on hikes and doing activities. And yeah. it's so much more likely that the kids are going to develop those habits of that's something that we do and having the boundaries and making sure that the background noise isn't always digital screens or so on. And I'm sure we can get into all kinds True. of crazy stuff here. But the idea here is just focusing on the positive. I think that we need to live by example mm-hmm. and continue to show off that activity. And you know, there was a study that I was going to share. It was conducted by researchers at American College of Sports Medicine. And it just showed that the fathers, but you can just say this, parents who engage in regular activity hmm. are so much more likely to raise active children. And not that you need to raise athletes, but children are going to mirror those same types of habits that they have. They're going to realize that they have this potential to move around and use their bodies, which yeah. is going to help your DNA and your cells, your body express themselves in the best way like even that's one way to think about it you're more creative when you're out you know moving around no let me touch on that real quick jay yep man in my community you know the average black man lives 65 years old probably a little less than that i believe even just 10 years ago that was the average it may have gotten better now that's why i say like 65 but it used to be like 54 from just heart conditions diabetes you know i got uncles that have passed away like 60 diabetes for me that's young Mm -hmm. You know, at 30, 30 years from now, I want to be able to see my daughter, you know, get married, start her life and be able to experience that part. I want to be able to see the grandbabies. I want to be able to be around for that stuff. So that's one of the biggest motivations for me of staying active and keeping myself healthy, keeping my wife healthy, keeping my family healthy, because this is my structure. If I'm not Mm -hmm. taking care of it, it'll fall apart. It'll fail me or I'll fail them. And it's like, I can't Mm -hmm. go out like that. So that's a big piece for me. Like I got to break every stereotype, even when it comes to health of what this is and what my family's going to be, you know, because I want to be around. That's one of the biggest pieces. So one way I found out, like you said, Jay, you said it, but I'm going to just put it in a little capsule form. Staying active for me has been productive because I've now started to involve my family Mm. in my workouts or involve my family going hiking, like you said. You're combining that same 30 minutes and you're compounding it with family time. So that's one way you can give time to yourself and give time to your family without having to split the time so that you're not trying to put on so many different hats. So I've been working myself 
like I was talking about volunteering the other day, like how can I volunteer? Well, if I volunteer for like a little soccer sports club, I could have yeah. my daughter play on the team yeah. and I can still be present during that time. So finding more creative ways to combine the family moments with the experiences that I also want to have to check my boxes of, you know, giving back, volunteering, being present, staying active, staying healthy, you know, music even. I bring her in the studio with me so I don't necessarily have to split yeah. the time. Maybe she'll develop her own passion for it and we'll find another way to connect and have like this threefold chord to where we got activities, fitness, music, giving back, volunteering. So now it just enhances the relationship with her. It enhances the relationship with my wife because I'm involved in some of the things that I'm passionate about. So that's one way that's been helpful for me to where I don't have to split myself so many different places. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So hopefully that helps somebody. No, I think that's a way to amplify like being present and making the most out of it is incorporating and doing more things with the family, no matter how big or small the family unit is, <laughs> is at that time. And just yeah, getting back to communicating and expressing that, I think the empathy thing is huge. I wanted to touch on is making sure that your partner and you do have the same, you know, you're on the, you're tuned into the same station at what each other's outlets are and what you guys mm -hmm. need, whether that is a break or a little bit of solitude or a day trip or a trip because it's so easy to think like, all right, well, I'm making all these sacrifices now. So you must also go through all these sacrifices. But mm -hmm. it's funny what just like a little break can do and <laughs> making sure that you're scheduling those rejuvenates you and, and charge up that energy on a whole other level. And for me, that's what's important. But I don't want to stick too long on that topic, Jay, because we got some other things we want to crash in on and really tap into. What are you talking about? A financial pieces of this new dynamic of like being a new dad or being new parents and how that has affected things. So what are we doing financially to kind of manage this new place in life, this new lifestyle, right? And what are some things you ran into? <laughs> Oh, that was a long drum roll right there. You know, so that uh, it's a hot topic. I think it's imperative that we think about budgeting. It's a big reason for those relationship troubles as well. You can think that like, all right, it's easy to get by when we're just taking care of one, mm. taking care of two. You bring another party into it and that extra budget that you had left over for doing fun activities or the nest egg. Now you're actually using that nest egg that you've been sitting on for a while. Max. But I think part of it too is you get more joy in now doing things for your family, for your little ones, more than you necessarily do for yourself. Mm -hmm. But life's expensive. I can just look back on unexpected, random expenses over the last few months and it's like, wow, you know, another thousand there, a couple thousand there. It just adds up whether it's health costs or new strollers, new car seats, you know, new food things, they add up childcare, obviously some big major ones. And then the decision of how you want to go about that, do you want to use some different services to help to manage your life? Or do you want to go hands on yourself and make some of those sacrifices? So you got more experience than this from a couple sides from the financial side piece, plus having multiple kids, you know, with childcare and all those fun things. So why don't you help me understand or, or take us into your world a little bit of how you guys make sense of that and don't overstress about it. Uh, honestly, that's one of the biggest pieces of this whole thing. 
formula is expensive. If you ever purchase formula, some of these things are like $50 a can, and we want the best mm. ones. So we're like, my daughter's mm. like, no, I want the best. I want the best for our kids. They're going to be different. They're going to be better than the average. So we're getting the expensive stuff, you know, starting off like, does this have to bring stuff in it to make them smart? All right, we're going to just have the neural, all these little pieces, the vitamins. And these things cost. The kids grow so fast. So you're buying clothes every month and a half, especially my son. My God. We just gave his clothes away to a friend. And he was like, hey, D, I noticed you're giving away his 12-month clothes. My kid is like nine months. He's like, you, you sure yep. you want to give these away? I was like, oh, yeah, he's good. He's wearing 18 months now. <laughs> like in the course yep. of nine months, you never know what's going to happen. So one thing we've had to do is we opened accounts for our kids with just the purpose of every time we get paid, we automatically put 70 bucks over there. 80 bucks over there because the clothes aren't crazy expensive, but they come up to where you do have to go in and you purchase often more than you would for yourself, right? Unless you're just a big shopper, you hit the mall every weekend, but the kids grow and the food costs and the items to prep the food, bottles and things like that, or if you're nursing, keeping the bottles and the milk warm. So all these things are expensive and adding up. If you don't have a budget to where you're setting money aside, for when these things will come up, because they will come up, your kid will grow, mm-hmm. you're going to be caught off guard when it's like, hey, we need to get more clothes. We need mm-hmm. to get more diapers. And you're like, we didn't plan on doing that with this grocery list. It's going to catch you off guard. That's going to be a financial stress. That's going to cause stress between you and your mate, you and your spouse, you and your wife. And like, you don't want those troubles on top of trying to create this nice environment. So that's something we've done. Another thing as well to invest in me and my wife, when we still want to have date night things like that, we've set money aside to where we can always have a date night. But now what we've had to do is mm-hmm. also plan to include, say, a babysitter's cost. So we've added to that budget to make sure every couple of weeks we get that time in or every week we get that time to say, all right, let's focus on us tonight. You know, So like that's that. been an important piece too. We've added that into our account. It's, it's an investment. investment. It's in the budget yeah. to where we don't miss it. We don't have an excuse not to take advantage of it, you know? So it's important to us. So we put money. It's just like people, as soon as your check comes in, they take money out for your vision or they take money out for a dental. It's important to you. So you're investing in it automatically before you even look at the budget or things like that. It automatically goes to these little buckets of money. And that's something that simplified the process mm-hmm. for us. I'm not saying go out there have a million yep. accounts or nothing like that, but having a place and having a budget to where you're setting this money aside for these purposes is going to take a lot of stress off your head, especially if you can automate that process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things for us that has helped. Yeah. And I'd say, I want to add to that. It's like, you can't just wing it. I know it's easy to say, maybe you're used to making a certain amount of money, but you got to have a game plan because it really can catch you off guard. And it's pretty crazy what an addition of a one extra human can do. <laughs> to expenses no matter what level you are at and so i think having some boundaries realizing how much stuff you actually need or just want like i think we had a lot of extra do have a lot of extra things that are Mm. nice to have which can create some extra clutter but and then working more just to be able to afford that lifestyle isn't always a good balance either i was just thinking like i've gone through stages where i picked up side hustles and i took on more projects and then i just realized that that was not bringing out Mm. the best jason the best j dragon like when i was overworked just to bring in more income that wasn't worth Mm. it 
you know, to be able to just to make extra because it was leaving me with this leftover energy that so I think that's something to, to keep in mind is having a game plan to how if you're both contributing and reevaluating, are you in the best role to be able to provide, especially having those things in place if you know you predict fatherhood coming up anytime soon. Yeah. They always say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and find a little quick topic we want to hit on. Which, which all this is related to this is the mental health and stress side of things. So, you know, here we're talking about the newer challenges that come with everything from the postpartum depression, anxiety, to new responsibilities, to the uncertainty, to you do have a, a overall healthy family or the things that come along with that. And I can say that this is where communication is imperative. I'll think of an example. You know, I grew up witnessing some trauma, witnessing some, and everybody saw traumatic events to an extent, but it's like how you interpreted it at, the, at your age. So if you heard your parents yelling at each other a lot, you may have learned how to compartmentalize your emotions in a way and kind of turn them off because you needed to. That can affect how you communicate down the road and maybe not being as open or not empathizing True. as much. So that being said, we have to have that awareness of how we communicate, what's important to us. Know that your partner doesn't always know how you're feeling and you can't hold all that in. That we need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Communicating expectations. Yep. You're both going through a lot. Yep. Yeah. 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 What do you have to say about that side of things? No, you're right. Being empathetic that you're both going through this process that you've both never been parents before. You know, mm-hmm. I've had my experience, like I told you guys, raising my nephews, but Having your own kids, even with that, is different. A different accountability. I had this example I used to say, you know, I'm a great communicator. That's what I do all day. I communicate. I talk to people all day at work. They understand what I'm saying. I understand what they're saying. Or else I can't make a recommendation to help them have a better life. And I can't come home with that talk with my wife, talking about how much of a great communicator I am if it's being missed at home. If I'm such a great communicator, why are we speaking past each other? You know, mm-hmm. why doesn't apply here? Because it doesn't. Whatever you're yep. great at at work, you've developed that at work because it's a different game. It's in a different risk factor. When you come home, mm-hmm. there's a different element and weight on that thing, that skill that you may be great at. You may be a great listener for say, but it doesn't always translate home because you are a different individual when you're home. You have different hats. So I had to learn that piece and really accept that piece and humble myself <laughs> on this thing that I feel I'm so great at to make sure that the dynamic of communication with my wife works for what we're trying to build with my daughter. I'll say this too, is what yeah. you were talking about, like traumatic events and your childhood memories having an impact on you, what you grew up seeing. I remember an accident that I had when I was not even three years old. My daughter's three right now. I wasn't even her age. My dad crashed on our way to picking up my sister in North Carolina, completely totaled the car. My mom broke her collarbone. She was sitting on the ditch, just rocking. They were checking on her, making sure if she was okay, that she was still breathing. I remember the firemen, I think it was like firefighters, they broke the glass on the back of the car because I was locked in my car seat. There was no way they could open up the rest of the car because the doors were all jammed. So they broke the back. I got the scar here. And that's like a memory from when I was younger than three that I've always had. And that could have been a very traumatic event. And I wasn't even three, but I remember more of the details about this event, even in the hospital of how I couldn't walk at a time. And like I literally crawled my way to my mom's room 
Then she picked me up on her hospital bed. And like all these, she's like, you remember these things? I was like, I do. I wasn't even three. And just now having that memory be brought back to me as I was speaking to her today, where I'm like, that, I need to really mind the exposure and the conversations and everything that I'm having with my daughter, because I don't know how impactful it is. I don't know what is being logged in her memory banks, what isn't. So having that little heightened awareness is also going to be a little draining for you. Because like Jay said, you're hyper aware all the time. You want to do right. You want to be your best. Being a parent is not hard, but being a great parent is difficult and it comes with its own parameters of stress and balance. So how are we balancing that energy? What are some things that you're doing to kind of balance this new sense of hyper awareness? That's what we're going to call this. Mm. What are some things you're doing, Jay? No, I like it. I think that those moments, those reminders of I like what you said that really resonates with me of just thinking about like what were moments when you were small, things that stuck out to you? Were they traumatic or were they just good memories? And just remembering that like how early those moments were, how they could shift your life and how you decided to see the lens of the world of how you've seen it. And you as a father are responsible for leading that. Like this is your wolf pack. This is your family. And I think that it's just those reminders to be present, know that these moments go by so fast. I know it's a cliche thing that Mm. you're going to miss these moments. And (laughs) the more that you can just kind of pinch yourself and just think like, how great is this? This is something that I created. We created this family and it's the best thing. And we get to show up. We have a healthy family and you have the opportunity. That's true. It's just being in the moment the most you can, raising the vibration, knowing that you're responsible for leading that. Yeah. I think that that's our responsibility. And that's that. Yeah. You know? So I like it. I like that. Responsibility, enjoying the opportunity. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. I hope that y'all listeners got something out of this, whether you're mommy, daddy, family, <laughs> whoever. You know, we got to break you off with the challenge. We got to break you off with the challenge. Yes, sir. Can we get a drum roll? Yeah, of course we can get a drum roll. Let's, let's get it. I love that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So for as far as the weekly challenge goes, no matter where you are with your family, and I think that you can get this in a relationship or whatever stage is talking about how we can manufacture more presence. And so we heard some of the lessons that Dreams talked about, like unplugging from social so you can connect better and deeper. And I, I think that is a good one, whether it's going out to lunch, sitting at dinner, having those experiences, those moments, have some boundaries there especially with the kids. And I think this is common sense, but like look at how many moments your kids just looking up at you for approval. And if you're on your phone, like that's just not a good thing for them to think is a habit that, you know, daddy's always looking at his phone type of thing. So mm-hmm. I think have those boundaries there. I like what you're doing with that. The other fun thing that I had to note here was schedule in a fun or new activity every couple of weeks that's out of the norm, whether it's a weekend trip, a day trip to get out, to try something new, do something different. I think if you've made a habit, after life, I heard somebody talking about this whole idea, like you're collecting these moments, like you'll be able to look back over a 20 year period. And if you do this every two weeks, you know, you'll have 25 of these unique experiences mm. each year times 10, 250, like amazing experiences to get to look back and reflect on. And that can be just by you guys just deciding to try new things. I thought that was just a cool challenge. And then I love the three sit down meals and every week we talked about being a fit father and creating more presence, just sit down meals. There was some research that documented as little as three meals per week makes a significant difference 
in mental health and how we view food and so much. And it doesn't have to be three dinners. It could be a brunch that you go to on the weekend. It could be two dinners per week. Like that's yeah. a way to get those three. But just it's so much different than just making food for little ones and then having food with your wife. Like all sure. sit down and share that and you can make that habit early on. And I think that that's impactful. Anything else you want to share or break people off with before we send them off? No, I, I like what you just put down there. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what, you, what you're putting down. I think the listeners definitely got some things. Hope you guys were able to tap into some of the strategies that we've been doing as young dads. And, you know, we're not gurus or anything. We're learning this thing just like you are. We're experiencing and experimenting in this life. Just want to thank y'all. Sign us out, Jay. Ooh. All right, all right, all right, all right, y'all. So, you know, it's been real. Thank you guys for, uh, for joining us. Until next time, this is The Manhood Experiment. And we out. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rock out. Come on. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So, subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.